Chapter 1 12th of July, 1957 Catford Stanley House was the worse for drink, and he knew it. He was weaving from side to side along the pavement, his movement not aided by his recently sprained ankle. A fall, while under the influence a few days ago, had caused it to swell up and throb painfully, but he continued to walk on it, determined not to let a little thing like that stop him from visiting his local. Tonight was a special night, too. He had been to visit his wife's grave. It was the first anniversary of her death, and he had spent most of the evening after he left work at the cemetery. The ache he felt for her loss hadn't diminished one iota, and he told her so in no uncertain terms. He flung the roses on her grave in an angry gesture. How dare she die and leave him on his own? The cancer had got hold of her fast. She was dead within three weeks of its diagnosis. He was all alone in the world now. His sole companions were the beers and whiskies he had been putting inside him every night since her death. Their marriage had been childless. They had been all in all to each other. They would have loved children, but it was not to be. And sometimes he was glad, if his sister's boy, Arthur, was anything to go by a more selfish, spoiled brat he had yet to come across. He was always telling Doreen she should take him in hand, but would she listen? It was gone ten o'clock when he found himself two streets away from his home. Catford wasn't the best place to be at that time of night, especially when you were half-cut, but Stanley was used to it, and generally sailed home on a sea of alcohol, oblivious to the teddy boys loitering on every corner. He had downed four pints and four whiskies in quick succession tonight, aware that he had less time than usual, having stayed longer at Nettie's grave than he had intended. He stumbled along, holding on to the park railings as he went. He stopped after the park and tried to focus, but his head was reeling and he thought he was going to faint. Someone came up to him and he heard a voice ask if he was all right. He must have answered that he was, because he had gone away. When he could focus again, he continued up the street and turned the corner into his road. As he tottered along, he thought about his darling Nettie, tears streaming down his face. It wasn't fair. She was only forty-two, no age at all. He hadn't set foot in his church for a whole year and couldn't forgive God for taking her from him. The vicar had tried to comfort him, telling him that God had a divine plan for each and every one, but Stanley had replied with a rude word and walked away. He and Nettie had been faithful churchgoers, but not any more. It was all rubbish. He couldn't believe in a God who would let a good woman like his Nettie suffer so much and then die. Stanley House was an angry man, angry with his wife for leaving him, angry with the vicar for seemingly condoning it, and most of all, with God for letting it happen. Where had he been the day she died? Suddenly a body knocked against him. It happened so fast he couldn't see who it was, whether it was a male or female even. It had come from nowhere, just as he turned the corner into Mary Ruth Street and was passing an old, run-down house that had been turned into a lot of crummy bedsits. As he tried to regain his balance, he thought he saw the word paradise out of the corner of his eye. So this was how it all ended, he thought, as he fell into the road and into the path of an oncoming car.